Sup, sports fans, and welcome back to Low Expectations, the Gruder Golf Podcast. Tonight, you've got Haley. Hey. Kiki. Good evening. And me, Jenny. Um, we've got a really awesome episode for you tonight. We're very excited um, because our guest tonight is Sheena Pegaron, a New Jersey native who is a golf prodigy turned golf instructor and is now the president of the Shady Rest Golf Club. For those of you unfamiliar with the fascinating yet little known history of the original Shady Rest Club, it was located 30 miles west of NYC in Union County. Originally the Westfield Country Club, a group of prominent African Americans from the surrounding neighborhood of Scotch Plains purchased the Shady Rest in the late 19th century. The club grew to consist not only of a golf course, but a clubhouse, restaurant, dancing, lockers, championship tennis courts, horseback riding, skeet shooting, croquet, and social activities, and actually a lot more things, um, if you can believe it. It attracted top pros like Althea Gibson and was the home club of the first American-born pro golfer, John Shippen. Um, There were other black-owned and operated golf courses um, in the country, but Shady Rest was definitely something special. And we have a great person on tonight to talk about not only Shady Rest, but more importantly, preserving the legacy and uh, pursuing the mission of it. So welcome, Sheena. We're very excited to have you. Hello. Thank you for having me. I mean, it's really our pleasure. Um, <laughs> so you're the president of the Shady Rest Golf Club. Um, mm-hmm. So we want to talk a little bit before we get started about you know the historical significance of the Shady Rest. And obviously, we're not a history podcast, um, <laughs> but we enjoy a good story, of course. Um, so we're interested to know how you originally got involved with the Shady Rest mission and what you think is cool about it. The coolest part about it is the fact that it's in New Jersey, right? I'm Jersey strong. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, for me personally, I know I've said this a couple of times, but um, I've been playing at at Scott Hills Country Club for about plus 25 years. And I've never known it to be the Shady Rest until last summer. And I can say that. Um, I played in the John Shippen Youth Foundation tournaments. I was a part of their lessons, whether I was teaching them or getting taught. I held a whole bunch of titles there. And one day, last summer, you know, just started getting nice. We got that little pandemic fever. We get (laughs) get out. And um, I met a man named Lamont Davis in a parking lot. He's like, hey, young lady, you need to join. um, You need to sign up with the Shady Rest. I'm like, what is that? Like, I always saw the building over there to the right, and it said Shady Rest. And, you know, I can say that now as to where we at today, but embarrassingly, I was like, oh, what is the Shady Rest? Because I used to sit there and get trophies and eat pizza on that deck, you know? And he was like, you don't know our history. He's like, went off on me. He's like, you need to come back in an hour. I said, well, it's going to take me 45 minutes to play these holes. So then I came back, (laughs) and um, the president of the Preserve Shady Rest Committee was there. And she said, young lady, let me give you a tour and a history, and I literally sat in the John Shippen Museum section of the um, museum, and like this huge lump in my throat. Like I was embarrassed, and I'm like, I cannot believe this history is right here, being the first African American country club in the world. Like not in New Jersey, not in a tri-state. You talking about like in the world? Like seriously? So from right then and there, he just said to me, um, he got to know who I was professionally and personally. And he was like, well, I need you to help me take this off. Who better than you? And they actually have like some pictures that I played in the John Shippen tournament. I was like, this is me. You know what I mean? So um, 
And then we just took off. And unfortunately, um, a month after meeting him, he passed away. Mm-hmm. Like literally the weekend before we were um, having the big event as a club, um, he passed away. And I have not stopped since. I think it's him because if you have ever met Mr. Lamont Davis as a person, anyone who ever came encounter with him, he was always on 100. You will love to be around. He was someone that you had to be around. So I think that that's what keeps me going when it's like golf. It's like um, last year during the pandemic, it would be like <sighs> training my kids in the backyard because we were so limited to what we can do to today. It's like, what? Golf, 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 golf. My son is like, take me to basketball practice. I'm like, you better take an Uber. I got to go play golf, you know? So it's like <laughs> <laughs> everything is golf, golf, golf. And I just I just love that he and he brought that out of me. Wow. That's... I didn't know that. That's moving. <laughs> um, what a what a story. I mean, I think that from what you have told us so far, um, and even before we started recording, so sorry, everybody, you didn't hear that. But um, <laughs> there are so many, like, especially so many older people that are extremely passionate about this story and about, like, continuing that legacy. And, um, I mean, from what I know already, I think it's in pretty good hands. So glad to uh, glad to have you on tonight it's to a lot of talk pressure, a little bit more man. about it. It's, yeah, <laughs> but I think you wear it well, of- though. <laughs> I'm trying. I don't know. I just think it's like, aside from what I do here, you know, I do a lot of behavioral stuff with individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities. So I am trained to have like this neutral face, you know, all the time, just neutral. So I think that's what I do naturally. So when people say, write this down and take notes of this and repeat the history, I'm like, I have like a little fidget cube, no lie, like in my pocket, like, okay. And I'm like fidgeting around. But I would say that um, based on what I do for a living, I speak everywhere. I'm an advocate for New Jersey. So I'm all over. I speak on human rights all over. And um, I'm always nervous. Ever since we took over, um, I say we because it's myself and a board. Um, Ever since we took over, it's been me just flowing. Like I, I know that this is the right thing I'm doing. It's just so natural. But the older um, individuals who are involved in a preserved shady rest, and I am a member of their committee, are very passionate. They either they were a part of the shady rest when it was, you know, up and running, or their parents, or their parents' parents. It's generations and generations. So um, this is like a newborn baby to them that's overgrown, but <laughs> it's a newborn baby, and um, they. I just feel, you know, grateful because. It was not, they didn't come to me like, handle it with care and do this. It was just like, so here's here's what we want you to say to people. Here's what we want you to talk about. And we know you're going to do this. And I'm like, no, I need somebody to scream at me. I need somebody <laughs> to be like, you better not mess this up. You know, hold your head <laughs> up, something. You know, I'm just like, every time I speak or talk about it, I'm just like, okay, this is what I know. But I have those older, you know, mentors in my head like, okay, they said this. It's exactly how I'm going to say it. It's probably like some little plagiarism there because I say it the exact way, you know? (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So, you know, there is a ton of history around Shady Rest Golf Club. Um, A lot of it's online, on the website. Jen pointed out that there's no Wikipedia about Shady Rest, which seems very surprising knowing that it has so much history to it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is online for our listeners that are interested. Highly recommend giving it a read. Um, but Jen touched on the legacy that you are carrying on, um, you know, of the original Shady Rest. 
namely with the Shady Rest Golf Club membership. So can you tell us a little bit about that membership and what's offered in it? And most importantly, what does that membership fund? Yeah, so the membership to the golf club, um, you get obviously um, Shady Rest gear. That's only exclusive for members. Um, you get perks to at discounted rates to play at the home course, which is um, Scotch Hills Country Club. So we play there twice a month. Um, and then once a month, we go um, out of town and play at other courses, not against anyone, just a simple fellowship and an outing. And then we have some events. This year's the 100th anniversary of the Shady Rest, like wow. 100 years. A whole 100 years. That's a lot. Of years. That's a big deal. Yeah. It's like my son is about to turn 15. I'm like, that's a lot of years. No, 100 <laughs> years is a lot of years, right? <laughs> so, um, 15th birthday, so, not a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> so... We're having a, a end of season event just for the members, though, just because of COVID and its numbers. Um, but I would say it is a cutoff date. So um, April 30th um, is the cutoff date for this season, um, just because we have to keep it exclusive. This is almost like a secret society. Um, Mr. Lamont Davis was um, a member of... Uh, he was a Q, which is a divine nine uh, Greek fraternity, African-American Greek fraternity. And that's almost like a secret society. You know, they couldn't have things like that in these um, colleges back in the day. So them ha starting their own fraternity and sorority was real secret. So that was his mission. Not that he used to yell, like, not, I don't want everybody and anybody into this club. And, you know, I fight with the board all the time about that because they like, Bring one, bring all, you know, everyone come aboard. But they don't understand. I mean, you guys run a business. You order stuff. You book stuff with a certain number and capacity. And, you know, so I try to get that through their head with also telling them, like, after this 30th deadline, there will be for next season an application process. What that'll look like, I have no idea. But we're still working on that just because it's kind of fragile. You know what I mean? I would hate to have some... Somebody who's like on one of these new channels. I'll be watching Channel 12 and it's like, and also a member at the Shady Rest. I would hate, it's like cringeworthy. Like I would hate to have, have that. So I don't know Think what about that the application. PR. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. True. I mean, yeah. free PR on the news. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of, that's kind of true. Everyone always goes to the negative stuff, you know? So that's it's the Gruder Golf method. We're like, we want to get sued by a celebrity. We've tried a lot. <laughs> We've no luck yet, but there's still time. There's a lot of time left. I feel um, like name drop and it's still nothing. <laughs> it's nothing. So. We'll get there. Uh, so how many members do you have? So this here's the crazy thing. So when we first started, um, uh, before our first outing, when we first started, we were at like six, 16 members. Today we are at 47. Wow. Like nice. today. Wow. So this was... You're talking about in like maybe twenty days. Wow, Wait, twenty what? days. We just launched the membership that recently, huh? The the membership launched that recently. Yeah. Wow. And like and in like twenty something days, and it was it was so crazy because it, it was social media. Yeah, it yeah. was social media, and I try, I purposely try to not post on my page and like focus on that page and grow it. Um. My family has a page. It's like, ugh. as much as we hear these things during the pandemic, I was reading all these self-help stuff, mindfulness stuff, trying to find myself and develop during this crisis. <laughs> and it's like, put social media down. I'm like, no, I actually need it. It's helping me. Yeah. We can relate to that. 
Yes, yeah, definitely. it helps. It's an outlet. So yeah, we did grow. We did grow. And I believe it, a lot is from word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And obviously a lot is from history. So again, you guys are a business. So we track. We have a tracking system which shows us every time someone looking at the website and where they're from. And they are from all over. I'm like, isn't this a time difference? Like, what? So I think oh, that's, that's pretty just, cool. it just like blows my mind. Yeah. I'm like, we need more tabs. People are viewing this. We need more tabs on the website. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's really cool. Um, you kind of already I, touched I didn't on- realize, like, looking at the website, because I know I remember when, we, fir- when like, I, we first reached out to you, I don't think the website existed. And when I went back and I was looking up Shady Rest, I was like, wait a minute. Like, this is, this is brand new. And it looks yeah. great, too, by the way. Thank it's you. It's a great-looking website. And I actually am glad that we're now asking you like whether you're actually looking for new members because I kind of thought that it was like potentially like a virtual thing that you could maybe <laughs> just join. I was like, maybe I'll just join. Like, well, you can, I want the you merch. Can, we <laughs> So we have um, an actual membership where you actually play golf. Right. And then we have an affiliation membership where you don't necessarily have to play golf with us. So is um, that one less exclusive? Like, can I join that one? <laughs> yes, you can. You can join that one. You still get the merch. <laughs> And we also yeah. um, launch in merchandise. Um, it won't be so. We have an exclusive members only sh- like polo um, with like the exclusive logo. I have to keep saying exclusive. My husband's like, it's just a shirt. I'm like, it's exclusive, you know, <laughs> it's <an> exclusive logo. <laughs> so he actually does the website, and I'm real anal. I love, you know, you you dress how you want to be addressed. You know what I mean? So I like. I'm I'm always professional about certain things that I do. I always want. I think I'm a perfectionist, and I think that's why it takes me forever to get stuff done. But we also are launching, and it's taking me time. It's supposed to launch this week, so hopefully by this weekend, regular Shady Rest golf club gear. The only thing that won't be in there is exclusive club membership. Cool. Awesome. That seems fair. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta keep that exclusivity. Yeah. yeah. Yes, we want to keep it exclusive. That's important. All right, we'll put us on the, the only other list thing- for next year. We'll be yeah. We'll be affiliate members in, in okay. 2022. Um but yeah, so wait, was there one other thing, Haley? Well, I was just gonna say we kind of already touched on it at the beginning, but you know, you growing up playing and not realizing what shady what shady rest is. Mm-hmm. Um so it sounds like there's probably plenty of other people that fall into that bucket as far as just now discovering what it is and then also discovering this membership and, you know, sort of all of this happening in real time. So I feel like you're on a very upward trajectory. <laughs> and you've had the growth that you've seen in the last month. Um, mm-hmm. But can you talk a little bit about what it was like? Again, you've kind of already mentioned it, but realizing what Shady Rest is and then, you know, bringing others into the fold that have also played uh, at Scotch Hills and, and then now learning about Shady Rest? Well, I haven't came across um, a lot of people who played when I played back then, you know, right after I played in those tournaments. So I did play with a league in the beginning. Then um, my dad felt like I got a little bit bigger than that league went in terms of just because we only have, you know, three months in the summer. My dad's like, oh, well, we can do homeschool and you, we can just fly around. My dad literally quit his job. And we travel so I can play and make a name for myself. And that's what we did. So the kids that I played with during that time, well, for one, I don't know where they are. Like I don't even they probably married with new last names. I have no idea. <laughs> and two, you have to remember right after I left, um, the John Shipping Youth Foundation, some of those kids were still a part of that. I just played in the tournaments. 
So um, they probably been to about it. Leave it up to Mr. Thurman. He probably that's probably was like a test every day. Sure, <laughs> a test every day. You, you know? couldn't play and until I'm, you answered a question. <laughs> no, but that is true. He has um, a member. The youth has to wear a hat, a red hat. No, a khaki hat, red shirt, khaki pants. And on the side, it's um, the year he became pro. And that's what they have to tell him be, you know, before. He just recently told me that. And I'm like, do I know? Like, you know, I was like joking <laughs> with him. Um, but no, I think the kids that were in that, um, uh, that foundation, um, he also mentioned to me just recently on Saturday that, um, it's a golfer, the youngest he ever had, and that foundation, which was, he was like four or five years old, and now he plays at the University of North Carolina for golf. Um, so he's supposed to get in touch with me because I just have tons of questions just because I don't think I'm using it on any platform. I'm just nosy, but I just want to know. Um, so I, I don't know. And as an adult today, if I say, I'd be so hyped. I was so hyped when I found out the information about the Shady Rat. So I was like, did you know? And they're like, yeah, I know. So then I had to like play it off. Like, yeah, me too. You know, but I did it. <laughs> and I told my dad like that. Everyone knew about this. He, My dad kind of knew, but not to like this huge, like he just knew like it was just a, used to be a black owned clubhouse clubhouse because that's what it's called that can mean many of things like you know vfw and the masonry that could mean many of things so i kind of want to say that maybe my dad didn't know you know i gotta maybe he's playing me out too you know we gotta get him on here do you want to call him right now (laughs) (laughs) put him on the spot (laughs) he was playing 18 holes early he's probably driving back home (laughs) lucky guy um, but yeah, so it sounds like, you know, being in the youth association, like really shaped, you know, a lot of your childhood and growing up. And so we want to talk about your role in, um, teaching the youth, um, today, because we know that you're very active in, um, participating in lessons and programs and things like that. So I mean, personally, if I had you come and teach me golf as a young kid, I would be super excited. I think you would make (laughs) it seem very, very fun. (laughs) We just kind of want to know like, what it, like, what angle do you take to, you know, convince the kids that you're teaching of why it's cool, why they should be involved in it and like how, you know, kind of Mm -hmm. it was inspiring to you growing up. So it's fun today because I use a lot of analogies, little metaphors with them, you know, things like that. And I do all of this because I didn't have that. I literally just, as crazy as it may sound, I just literally picked up a golf club and was swinging. Some guy was like, you really can swing. I'm like, all right. And, you know, and he helped me a little bit. And then he told my father to enter me a tournament. And then it literally took off and everything else was a blur. You know what I mean? So I had nobody, you know, it was me and my dad. And my dad was tough on me. Like he was like no joke tough that I really didn't even like golf at certain years of my life, you know. And I started playing basketball. But when I teach the youth today, it's always like, you know, a metaphor. Like my kids play. I said Tola to my daughter because she's seven and I see her. She has a natural swing. But it's like, mom, five balls at a time. I'm like, all right. So she'll like hit five balls. She's like, all right, I'm going on TikTok. Like, you know, like I got to keep. She has no, like her attention span is like a stock of broccoli. Like she has no attention span at all. (laughs) But when I'm training others. I always try to make it fun. We listen to music. I'll say things like, 
Think of your favorite song with a feature. Someone say, you know, oh, let's talk about um, Jay-Z and, I don't know, let's say Rihanna. And Jay-Z is the feature. So, all right, so Rihanna's your driver. That means when you use your irons, you can't take it above your head. You can't hit that strong. You know, the feature cannot outshine, you know, the artist. And they'll be like, well, and then they'll start battling. Like, well, well I have DMX versus so-and-so. <laughs> I have Katy Perry and, you know... Yeah, I got the city girls, you know, they all, so I just make it seem like, and then, and then it, it'll go so far. They'll be like, it'd be like a whole competition. I'm like, was it? That's not what I was getting at. But like, let's keep it on. Like, you know, so we try to do those. I try to do those little things, even with adults. I just train someone. Um, normally I train on Saturdays. I just train someone on Sunday and I can see it already. The first thing I do, I don't teach you nothing. I was like, let me see how. You swing a club because the reality is it's only about five or six um, things you do for golf or need to know, like keeping your head down, how to hold the club. Everything else, you literally have to make it your own. You know, if your back can't do all that turning, you got to make it your own, you know. So he was like he was taking the the GRE or something. Like he was like so stressed out. I'm like, all right, first we're going to relax. Like you got a nip. You need if you have a nip in your back, something. Just like take it back. Like you need something to relax you. Um, I had him put his headphones on. So I'm like, what's what? Let me see a playlist. And he showed me his playlist. I'm like, what song do you know the most? Like you can sing or rap vividly. And I'm like, oh well, you know, R.P. to D.M.X. Like pick us, pick you know, party up. He like, all right. I'm like, now rap. It's raining outside. We're in Jersey. We're in a booth, but it's not that many people in this particular dry range I go to been around from like 1919 it's super old so we're in like this booth so we are rained on and um it was only like four people there so I'm like just sing out loud put your headphones on sing out loud hit some balls <laughs> he's like yeah go make me <laughs> he's like <laughs> but let me tell you how much that works because you're just hitting I'm like See, I almost feel like I have like some sort of disability when it comes to golf because it's I hit I chip two hundred balls a day. I only chip when I practice. So wow. for me, I sometimes I don't even look. I like to hear and feel how I'm chipping. So that's what I said when I go up to a ball. I'm just I'm not even thinking. So that's what I be I was trying to get him to do, and he was like killing it so much. I can legit post it. He broke two of his heads to his driver, his driver in fairway wood. He was like, I'm like, okay, happy Gilmore. Like <laughs> you are. Oh my God. You think it was DMX? I think so. I think it was like, <laughs> the spirit just like DMX. amped him up yes, a little bit too much. That was like, <laughs> oh, you over. chose me. Thank you. I'm going to help you out today. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's those things that, um, the, the new golfer jitters, I try to like, you know, help them out with. And even when I'm teaching the kids, I try to, I never hit. They were like, Miss Sheena, just let me see you. I'm like, no, no, no. Because when you do that, it's almost like, all right. You know, it's almost a little bit intimidating. Or I always say, oh, I, I didn't bring my clubs. And I'll keep, my clubs is always in my car. <laughs> but I would say, oh, I left my clubs at home. You know, things like that. Just so I can see their full potential. Yeah. How old are the kids? Like, how old are most of the kids that you're teaching? Or is it like all over? Um, it's all over. So normally it'll be like members kids or um it's not necessarily our own program i've been doing this for years so it's always like a members program or a father of a father or a father i trained grandkid or something like that so um last week i had an eight-year-old and like an 18 year old and stuff like that every time i train i always bring my daughter you know 
But I always do the adults with the adults and the kids with the kids. Or sometimes I do one-to-one. But again, I think one-to-one is a lot of peer pressure for a kid. Yeah. Yeah. It's intimidating no matter what. But it's yeah. always nice to have a buddy. Yeah. I was laughing so hard because I was thinking about like if I were told to sing out loud <laughs> in front of any number of strangers, I would be immediately so concerned with that that I couldn't be concerned with anything else that my body was doing. Well, he wasn't. What song would you pick, Jen? Yeah, I was, I was going to exit that too. <laughs> Honestly, if I had to pick a song that I knew the best, it would be Thunder Road because I just looked over and there's a picture of Bruce Springsteen right there, a Jersey boy, so very yeah, fitting, yeah. I think. <laughs> Um, but that would probably be what I know the best. But if somebody was just scrolling through, if you were scrolling through like my like Spotify favorites or whatever, like Mm -hmm. it, it would be nerve wracking even knowing what would be in there. It'd be a new (laughs) Megan song. What are you talking about? A a Megan. Megan. Oh, well, right now I would definitely do a Megan Megan song. song. Like that's, (laughs) but I couldn't say I know that the best necessarily. And that you could say that with the the most amount of passion, I think. Yeah. Uh, passion. Yes. Like accuracy for sure no like an excellent rapper i mean you'd be famous if you could do that she brings out the inner girl that you don't even know you have right (laughs) well i think i mean hell yeah i feel like we've talked about this many times but on her birthday this year she went to top golf and so i'm convinced that like we might get to golf with her someday wow like maybe the near future i think she's going to become a golfer Hopefully. And this is just my dream, maybe. So, Hopefully. Megan, if you're listening, more more. <laughs> Megan, if you're listening, we need you out here. So, yes. please join join the party. Tri-state Golf's area. Fun. You got to be very specific because she'll be in Top Golf in like Vegas. So, like, so you got to be real specific. Yeah. Well, eventually, I mean, what they say with the top, I mean, you know, we'll see if that like translates out. But if you get like a taste for it, and like, you know, she's an athlete. Like, she can. Pro- she'd probably be really good. Yeah. So very excited for that. Something to look forward to. Um, So earlier when we were chatting about the membership, you credited social media a lot with the growth. And in your conversation with LJ Finney, shout out LJ, uh, you mentioned the power of social social media. And I think you mentioned something about being surprised about the community that you found there, um, which really resonates with us. We have said that from day one, just because we accidentally stumbled into the golf world and we stumbled into it by social media. Um, so we want to know what surprised you most about the black golf community or even the minority golf community that you tapped into using social media. Um, it surprised me the most that it was there. You know what I mean? Like I started when I started, if it wasn't in Jersey for the group of, um, if it wasn't for Jersey at the John Shippen foundation, um, tournament, I didn't see any other, um, African-American kids. Like never, and so just past weekend, um, we had our first outing, and I didn't play, but I was driving around taking pictures. We actually have so like a whole bunch of drone footage and stuff, and I almost got the chills from the third hole to the seventh hole. It was nothing but African Americans. I've never seen that in my entire life, and I'm pretty old, like not that old, but you know, you're definitely there's not. There's old. no way you're old. <laughs> no, I'm not. But old is the state of mind, and you're not in it. So. <laughs> So I, um, I've never seen that before. So it was like, what? But, um, far as social media go, I know that from my, my own personal page or my family's page that it's the power of a hashtag. Right. And I used to think people hashtag was lame. Like, Oh, what are they doing? What is the hashtag? You know? And then I finally started doing it. So one day, and it's no lie, legit last year, 
I played the first outing during the pandemic by just me and my dad. And I was like, let me hashtag Black Golfers Life Matter. Because this is the thing, right? And I hashtagged it. And it was like 100K plus people. I'm like, who is these people? You know? And I'm scrolling. <laughs> and it's like, and I'm like, what? Again, it was one of these moments like you, everyone knows except for you, right? And that's the moment I had. And I'm like, follow, 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 follow. What is British black golfers? What? Follow, follow, follow. <laughs> it was like, it didn't stop. And I I remember like being up late all night, just like stuck. Because you know how it is. You be scrolling, scrolling. And I remember just being stuck like, this is crazy. And then I posted maybe like the following week or something like that. I just was out. I said, I'm going to try this hashtag again. And I posted like my swing or something. I hashtagged it. And it, I got so many DMs like, where you from? You need to come out and play with us. You got a good swing. You teach that. And I'm like, this is not happening. Like these bots, you know, <laughs> I really thought that. And I'm so sad to say, I mean, I'm grateful for what it is today and what it's becoming. Um, but I just, I literally had no idea. And I'm, I'm just elated that we have come far. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Well, I think with this whole social media thing, like it gets a bad rap because there is like plenty of, you know, mm-hmm. plenty of like, you know, bad stuff on the internet, but it also makes yeah. everyone's like world that much bigger. And you're able to like access like people like you that like in, you know, in times when you've never seen a person like you necessarily in that way, you know? Yeah. And that is pretty good, you know? So the internet <laughs> is just like the regular world that there's good and bad and it's up to you. You got to find the good. And sometimes it's pretty great. Sometimes it can really, mm-hmm. you know, like change your life. I mean, well, we have I a podcast now. <laughs> Look at us. Um, <laughs> Look at us. I mean, I always think that it's so dangerous because it gives everyone a voice, but that's also what makes it really cool. Yeah. And, you know, you yeah. can see it by seeing all different shapes and sizes of communities kind of crop up because of it. That's true. So I'm very filtered on Instagram, you know, and I see a lot of people sending me Facebook requests. I'm like, nah, that's why I get ratchet at. Can't be on my Facebook friend. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> um, but, but you're right. I did, that's just to go back to what you said, you know, you have to be a little bit filtered to what you want to portray to people, not being fake or phony, because I feel like I'm as authentic as I can be when it comes to golf. Um, but that made me realize that when we started talking about the golf club, because remember when I found out about social media, we didn't have the golf club yet. So when we were met Miss Lamont and talked about the golf club, I'm like, all right, we have to start an Instagram because yeah, I don't know what I know, but clearly everyone knew what I knew. But um, it, it took off and it helped. It helped the Shady Rest Golf Club um, and their hashtags and things like that. So I'm grateful to what social media has done for us today. Yeah, yeah, ditto. 100%. Same here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's a little bit surprising that we haven't talked about you as a prodigy yet. Um, <laughs> but you are a very, very good golfer and you've had an illustrious golf career. So we want to hear all about it. Um, and you said a little bit that you got into golf randomly, that some random guy told you that you had a good swing. Yeah, so like, that's the what God does that mean? Sure. Where did that happen? <laughs> what were the next <laughs> steps? And then tell us a little bit about um, your career as a young player. So I had told this story twice to, to someone, and um, um, to, I think I told this to LJ um, too, but when my dad heard it, he was just like, 
well, why you got to tell everybody to go to that? I'm like, well, this is truth, you know? So my dad had to babysit me, and um, I had the chicken pox. And he he had to, you know, deals get made on a golf course, you know what I mean? And he was like, listen, I got to close this deal. He was a salesman at the time. He was like, here, we was in Red Bank, New Jersey. We lived in Manasquan at the time. And he said, hey, here is some balls. This is a club. If you need more, because you know how the driver range, you can borrow clubs. He's like, if you need more, they're all over there. Just don't use a putter. I'm like, what's a putter? And he's like, and just hit the balls. I'll be right back. It's going to take me like 30 minutes. I had to take my, like, my mom made me wear, like, oven mittens because I used to scratch. So I had to, like, take them off. And I'm like, all right. And I'm like, all right. I didn't know what I was doing. And then the guy came over there from the pro shop. And he was like, you have a pretty good swing. I was like, he's a creep. Like, he's talking to me. I'm a kid. And then the whole time, I'm like, I might be contagious, but okay. <laughs> and <laughs> and um, he just, all he just told me, slow down your back, slow down your backstroke. That's all he told me. And I'm like, what does that mean? He's like, just take it up slow and execute down, which, by the way, whoever I train is probably saying that's Machina's favorite saying. And, um. And yeah, all I remember is my dad coming back. My dad's looking at this guy like, what are you doing talking to my daughter? And he was like, no, uh, she has an incredible golf swing. Da, 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 da. We having a tournament in six months um, at the Colonial Country Club. It wasn't, it was more northern Jersey. So my dad was like, she's not ready to do this. So he's like, no, she has a serious swing. I did some swings in front of my dad. We went out every day after that. And then I placed first. I was, I think I was around nine at the time. And I placed first out of like 10 and 12 year olds. I think I was young. If I had to, I think my dad just recently told me that, that I was the youngest that, that was there. And it was co-ed. And I placed first. And yeah, ever since insane. then, I was just like, wow. been playing. Wow. It has been natural. Um, it's just so funny that no one really talks about why I stopped, you know, and I played my, let me see, all the way up to I was like about 16. I had so many deals. I had B&B Bank, Continental Airline. It was like, boom. And I was fifth in the nation. I played in this national tournament in Colorado Springs. I was like, booming. Tiger Woods just came out. I was like, in my head, his sister. Like, you know what I mean? So <laughs> in my head, it's like, no, we're related. I'm Mrs. Woods, you know? And, um, <laughs> and. It just didn't, and that's what I do with the kids today. It wasn't fun anymore. My dad, oh my God, this man was crazy. You know, he used to like, <laughs> we'd be at the hotel. He'd be like, if I pat my head, because back then parents couldn't come caddy on the course. Like that's, mm -hmm. that's literally recent, like this season recent. But um, my dad, like if I pat my head, that means you got to do this. You got to do that. If I pat my legs, that means you got to do this. I would look at dude in the bushes and he'd be looking like he's stepping. Like, you know, <laughs> and I would like, I would be so stressed out and I would come in, I would place like second and it wasn't, it wasn't good for him. You know, it would, Damn. it would be things like that. And I would be like, oh no. And I would call back home and everyone's at a barbecue doing an electric slide, you know? And I'm like, oh, let me go back to these Colorado Springs, this dry desert, you know, I would do things like that. And I, I never forget, it was um, right before my, it was like right before the holidays, like Thanksgiving. I remember calling my mom and she was like, oh, so dad said, because I would travel on the weekends. I would still go back to school and travel on the weekends. And she was like, oh, so I got you some heels, you know, for junior prom. And at that one moment, I'm like, dude, I've never walked in heels. And I was like, and that's when I realized, like, I need to be a teenager, you know? Yeah. And I had to, my dad was like, live it. But. I always play basketball. So I 
sparked off. I was like top three for defensive player in the state of Jersey. So I took off, you know, in basketball. But then dude sent me to like camps. Like he just wouldn't stop. You know, he just wouldn't stop. He wanted so, a D1 um, athlete. Yes, that's all he wanted. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, to me, I feel like I don't want to stop today just because it can be dark. It can get dark. You turn into an extraordinary nine-hole golfer to like this stressful 18-hole golfer that's playing against 200-plus other kids. And it's it's horrifying. So the, the, those dark times, is I don't want my son. My son is, we hoping it, he's a three-sport athlete, like top three-sport athlete. And I just want to make it fun for him. I never want to be like, you better shoot your free throw, you know? I never want to be like that. But um, when I train the kids, it's all about fun. It's like you win some, you lose some. So what? Move on. Yeah. Thousand yeah. other sports mm-hmm. out Yeah. Love it's got to be a balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I play we- now. I play. I, this year, I promised my dad that I'll um, register for three amateur tournaments this year. I promised him. In my so head, your dad's like, still on you. Your dad still wants oh. to see you when <laughs> but now it's all right dad let's go play golf and it's like i outdrove you now he wants to be competitive with me That's but um funny. yeah he still he still has those tendencies where it's like you need to do this and you still gotta you can be her he's always he always say he's in a newspaper i'm like who sells a newspaper <laughs> but he's always like in the newspaper like you can be her Shana. she was only three over you play 11 over that you know it's always those days but Great. I mean, honestly, you could potentially, this is this goes to, out to your dad, you could potentially play in a mid-am and like make the U.S. Women's Open and win the U.S. Women's Open still. Don't say that because he That's- is going to listen. He was texting me early like, what channel does this come on? <laughs> what channel? <laughs> well, it'll be out in like probably three-ish weeks. So <laughs> yeah. there's time There's time yeah. to prep him for this. Yeah. But I mean, even, even I, I always think that for like, Myself as a terrible golfer. I'm like, maybe someday I'll get struck by lightning and <laughs> I'll just get like really good, good enough to like actually play. And that mm-hmm. could happen. You know, world's full of possibilities. People always ask me, like, if you take a break, like I had took a long time, especially when I moved to New York. It took a long time to get back into sports. And when I moved back to Jersey, the first thing I wanted to do was go play golf. And um, I remember my husband's like, oh, you don't have the space jam juice. I'm like the space jam juice. You know, <laughs> you don't lose how, to, you know, those skills of playing golf. So a lot of people do think that now golf has no muscle memory. If you don't consistently play, you can hurt yourself or feel it the next day. But oh, yeah. it's no space jam juice. You, you don't lose those skills. So how do you like to play golf today when you're going out for nine or 18 with your husband or whoever else you play with? What kind of golf do you like? Do you like to bet on the course? Do you like to keep a competitive score? Are you not keeping score? So I'm always keeping score. I'm just mm-hmm. always, I'm, I'm the, I'm myself is the only competitor I see. So I'm always keeping score. So um, about three times a week, I play nine holes at Scotch Hills. Um, every day I chip balls, whether it's in my backyard or it's actually at this driving range I mentioned earlier that I've been playing at my entire life. Um, I can't see the fun in golf. As much as it sounds crazy, like recently my husband was like, I was like, what is top golf? Who? That, that's a joke. Who wants to just drink and play golf? How can I? Why would you shoot in certain things and get points? What, what are you winning? Like, I was like, 
And when I would judge people who wouldn't. Like, seriously. And then he was like, oh, I'm going to take you out to eat. And we went out to eat. And I'm not a heavy drinker. I had, like, two cucumber, like, martinis. I was like, all right. <laughs> he took me to top golf, and I had so much fun. I was yeah. able to, like, relax. Now, I play with some family members or, like, just people I know, whether they're members or know from around the course. And they always got, like, a beer or two or, you know, cigars. And I'm like, hmm, not me. You know, I always do that. And when my, I go out with my husband, he's like, I got you some white claws. I'm like, white claws, you know? And, <laughs> and again, and it's so crazy. Like, I always feel more relaxed. When I, I don't feel like it's pressure because my dad is super competitive, him and my uncle. So they always making me like, oh, like they want to outdrive me and do this. And I just be wanting to play. And then when I play with our members, I got to live up to my name a little bit. Like, I'm not perfect. I will shank the ball here and there. Really? You know? Here and there. But, you know. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. We're the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not, but I'm not perfect, you know? I suck at putting. That's why I have to be on a green in a certain amount of strokes. So, um, when I play with my husband, I feel, like, a little bit more relaxed, you know? And I can, like, see the fun in golf. But anybody else, it's like, my A game is on, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That sounds like it depends on who you're playing with, which I, I think we can all relate to that. Yeah. Um, what is your personal best, if you don't mind me asking? Um, my personal best, um, I think I mentioned it earlier, um, was in the low 60s, and I played in uh, San Canyon and California. And, again, I think that was my best. I think I shot around a 64, 63. I have to check that, though. Well, if I check it, I'll post my scorecard on the grant. And I also had the grant attested because a lot of people were like, oh, the grant. No, I always have my grant. I would not play the course until I know it's members that are part of the grant there. Um, but I think I shot that because I love playing at courses that I just go in there like blind. That's, That's the cool. best. You know, I pull out my little green book and I'm like, all right, how many yards is this? You know, um, and and even when uh, this weekend we're going next week and we're playing at a course. um, that I always wanted to get into, and I've never gotten into it. And it's a country club, but you know, you still get an invitational. So my husband actually got me into this invitational. So I'm going to play there on Tuesday and Wednesday. And I have not checked the scorecard. I have not checked the website. I just want to go into it blind because I'm hoping I beat my best there. So it's like going to a restaurant without looking at the menu first. Yeah, well, not me, because I have to find the reviews on Yelp before I walk <laughs> So you're the opposite with, with golf yeah. when you part with food. Um, what's the course? Is it in New Jersey? Yes, Atlantic City Country Club. Oh. Mm -hmm. It's a PGA course, and um, I always wanted to play there. But when as a youth, I played all almost all over in New Jersey, but that was just not one of them. Wow. Very fun. Well, we're, we're going to have to circle back next week to see how you did. Yeah, or just yeah. post it. I show up a poster. I'll glue. Yeah, I get a little cocky sometimes. I'll I'll glue. <laughs> and we'll share to the story as you gloat, and we'll empire gloat. Yes, we'll gloat for <laughs> you. Well on deserved, your behalf. honestly. And we don't we don't normally get to gloat about our scores, so we'll gloat about. <laughs> we your don't score. ever get to gloat <laughs> exactly. about our scores. <laughs> Never gloated about a score. I did gloat about my first time breaking a hundred. So there's yeah, that. Well, well that's that's progress. I mean, I'm not. I <laughs> Thank have, you. I think. <laughs> What I did last season, my highest was like a 78. And I was I just made par, and that was at um, Gallopin Hill, which is a, another huge course in Union County that's, you know, a nice, nice course, 18-hole course. But I have bad days. I'm not perfect, you know. Sometimes I have too much fun, and sometimes I just get too stressed out because I see the golf course <laughs> and, like, 
four boxes in my head. Like I'm, I have like tunnel vision, and that's what most golfers have. Like no fun. You're just trying to focus on angles, you know, things like that. Yeah. You're also an entrepreneur and started your own business mm-hmm. called Peaks Developmental mm-hmm. Services. So give us like the elevator pitch of what that is, why you started it. Um, I've been in the field of human services for 14 years. That's how I started. Um, just having the, the, the passion to help people, um, having a desire to advocate for people on any type of level. And once um, I found that door, um, I started working at group homes Um and being able to be a voice for them drove me. Um, then I climbed myself up the ladder in that field. And then after a while, um, time changed. The state regulations changed. The population of the field changed. New Jersey is like the highest, has the highest rating of um, autism in like the world. So um, a lot has changed. And I felt like I was outgrowing the agency I was with where the voices weren't heard enough. So... I started Peaks Developmental Services, where we support um, adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities and supporting them, meaning um, continued education, supportive employment, um, finding residential placement, be it a group home, supervised apartment, or even buying their own home. Um, So I love it. It's like, it's what drives me. It's what wakes me up every day. You know, Um, I have individuals who either call me personally or can't talk at all. And the fact that the range is so wide, is extraordinary that I get to be a part of helping them get from either the bottom to the top or vice versa. Wow. Wow. That's a, that's a great pitch. Yeah. <laughs> Ready to invest. <laughs> yeah. But you, but you know what? It really that's, is. That's yeah, like it really is. A part of my speech, you know, when I go to, I go to a, a lot of places. That's to, a tailored, excellent pitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. I bet when my husband say that, he'd probably be like, why didn't you say that last week? Like, you know? <laughs> well, now you have it recorded. You can use it whenever you want. I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's with heart, too. It's very, very You're passionate about it. And it's, like, a lovely thing to be passionate about as well. And, like, so important, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so well, really- part of what we do is um, integration. That's a huge part. Because a lot of people always say, let's tailor this world um, for, for these individuals with developmental disabilities. Let's tailor it so they can jump into the community. But... The honest truth is the community is not, the community needs to be tailored. The community is not ready for them. So um, that's that's my pitch. That's the fight. That's the lobbying, you know. Um, you need to be ready for them because they're just as smart, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, exactly. Wow. That's mm-hmm. that's amazing, yeah. None of them want to play golf, by the way. I have asked, like, hey, if I give you a mm. survey monkey, can your mom help you fill it out? Like, can you fill that survey monkey? Let me see if you, know, you want to play golf. No one wants to play golf. Mm. No I feel like there could be uh, an intersection there is? at some point. Um, They have some programs, like I know in the South, that, you know, they have run like these little golf programs. But they, they're they like miniature golfing, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's the stigma, right? Like, oh, I can beat anyone in miniature golfing. Like, that's not just golf. Golf is like 13 other clubs. Yeah. So, <laughs> um. But I don't think it's fun, you know. You're not running around like look at the Special Olympics. We 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 are we do a huge um, thing for the Special Olympics. They're always running. They're consistently running, no matter what <laughs> event they're doing. They're golf. You're not running, so I, I yeah. think that's why it's not fun to them. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, it's not fun to a lot of people yet. Um, <laughs> but maybe someday. It will be. Yeah. <laughs> if we get, if all keep doing what we're doing, then I think that, you know, looking at a different future for golf. So that's good. For sure. Um, mm-hmm. And hopefully a better one, I think. Um, more people in it. 
Um, but so I think it's probably time for the questions for every guest. Unless there's anything else you have for us. No. Anything Did you else have you want to talk question? about? No, I'm good. <laughs> okay. It's time for dinner. Um, so questions for every guest. Um, number one, your favorite club in the bag? Uh, my pitcher. My pitcher wedge. Uh-huh. I thought I thought you were going to say like driver or like a long iron or something. No, the driver start just guessing get you in advance. Off the yeah. tee she said and she the chips will put you on a green. She said she chips 200 balls a day. Yeah. Yeah. I know, but you don't always practice what your favorite thing is. That's true. You know, <laughs> so no, hmm. my pitching wedge. And by the way, I don't use, I, like, I have Callaway's. This is the only brand I use. Shout out to Callaway if you're looking for someone to, like, sponsor you. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I don't, um, that because that's all I know, you know. But um, I don't have these fancy schmancy 60 degree, 50 degree. I have a regular uh, rogue uh, pitching wedge just because when I played, we didn't have all that loft on a club. So I manually open and close my loft. And people are so surprised uh-huh. at how... I use that. My husband has a 50, a 52, and a 60. And I'm like, what? And I tried Same. to use it. And I'm like, this is the weirdest club I've ever seen. Like, I can't. I can't get with it. That makes a lot of sense. Maybe I'll get rid of my other wedges. <laughs> um, I learn how to use one instead of having a bunch that I just shank everywhere. <laughs> There's an idea. Um, so your favorite nightclub or restaurant or bar in the world? In the world, um, restaurant, my favorite nightclub. I'm not really a partier no more. I used to be. Shout out to Club Abyss back in the day. Oh, my God. It was crazy. <laughs> but, um, oh, you want to know what's funny? And pe- you know what? Oh, people who know me that's going to listen to this is going to, like, put their head down and shake it. My favorite restaurant is IHOP. Like, I love pancakes. Like, love I love pancakes. And every time I'm like, oh, yeah, guys, let's go out to eat. And everyone get excited and get dressed. And they be like, wait. Where are we on it? And everyone hates it. Like, I just love, I only get a short stack. I don't eat nothing else from there. I just love the so wild that's stuff. My favorite. Like, three berry cheesecake pancakes or whatever. <laughs> There's always some special promotion it's going on. There's always some that's special. Over but the top. I just eat a short stack. I just love IHOP. Love it. Keep it simple. That's a fantastic answer. <laughs> um, and then your dream foursome, living or dead, celebrity or non celebrity, golfer or non golfer. Oh my God. This is a good question. Three to four people in the world. Mm, who that's do you easy. have? That's Tiger Woods, Michael Joy, and Steph Curry. Wow. Oh wow. No deliberation at Basketball all. Basketball threesome. Yeah. No. Oh, no. I like, not that I dream about I probably daydreamed about it a couple of times, but Curry's an extraordinary golfer. His form is crazy. Um, Tiger Woods, aka the goat. Um, Jordan, aka goat goat. You know, so it's. I just want to get at Jordan's um, golf club, the new twenty three club. That he's like, why I can't be one of the hundred members? Like I don't even understand. I think you should. I be. mean, I don't see. I don't see how like through the hundredth anniversary of Shady Russ and I everything. Know, right? I feel like there should be some like massive Something. celebration of that that happens and like. Yeah is this giant thing that everybody knows about. Like, it's like the year that everybody everybody knows about Shady Rest, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, is, is that a give goal a at all? Um, well, I know some members have um, talked about reaching out to some celebrities. Like, I know J.R. Smith is from our town. Kyrie Irvin is from our town. Um, but again, I see this all the time. That's not my job. Not even yeah. following who the pros are, you know. I'm about the kids, all about the kids. 
Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that was one of the biggest like takeaways from which I think everybody, I meant to say this also, if you're at the end, if you're looking for more Sheena, so she's <laughs> on our friend LJ's podcast, who LJ has been on this podcast as well. Um, so she was on that podcast and the way that we found her was through all access golf who held a panel called blacks and golf. That was spectacular. Mm-hmm. Gave you the whole, if this tickled your interest about shady rest and the history there, go watch that. Um, and you'll be like incredibly moved. Yeah. Um, but one of the things I thought was so interesting that Thurman said was, um, you know, that everybody acts like, you know, that there weren't like as many African American firsts when they had so many firsts and, you know, John Chippen was the first American golfer and, mm-hmm. you know, also black and so it was the first american golfer was black and that's like a history that i feel like not everyone still knows because like it got so buried you know and we're so far away from that at this point but i feel like this shady rest year could be like a great way to like get back to that somehow you know and we're hoping we're hoping for that that's part of my part of my job when i go out i don't i mean our members don't travel as much as i travel but when i go out I don't care who I'm playing with. I don't care what color they are. It's like, hey, do you know who John Shippen is? Like, he paved the way for us Americans, you know? And then it's like, do you know the Shady Rest? Because he paved the way. I mean, the Shady Rest, the Mecca, paved the way for African-American golfers. You know? Athletes. I wouldn't even say golfers. So that's the difference between who we are as a club and what the Shady Rest Preserve is. The Preserve is so much bigger than golf. It's so much bigger. I mean, they held the first annual tennis match. You know, they held multiple things there. It's like, when you get a chance, hopefully this summer will be fully open for people to um, visit the museum. If not, some of our outings, I like to open up the museums for members who've never been in there. Um, But the golf club, we just continue on a legacy by simply playing golf. But the preserve was just everything. And I felt like, why am I, I just, sometimes I get the jitters, right? It's like, I have all this information. Where do I start? Who am I talking to? Do you know? Do you know? You know? <laughs> You're like, a, a million, just because you want to just let everybody know this. And surprisingly, when I was on the West Coast for so long, that's all I did was talk about it. I had like, I was shady rest from the top to the bottom, you know? Just so someone can ask me what I got on, you know? And I would tell them the history. And they're like, wow. I even had this one guy tell me that they have nothing like, like organ, certain organizations that's um, African American descent stuff um, on the West Coast. It's all on the East Coast, and he's about to come visit us at our next outing. You know, but our goal though, as a golf club, is not to just be in Jersey, to have a golf club in multiple states. That's the goal, ultimately. You know, love it, love it worldwide. Hopefully, hopefully, let's make it happen. <laughs> um. But yeah, so let people, uh, I guess, let people know how they can support Preserve Shady Rest too. Oh, most definitely. So the Preserve Shady Rest is always open for donations. And you can donate to them at preserveshadyrest.com. far as the golf club go, you can visit us at www.shadyrestgolfclub.com. You can donate to us as well. Anything donated to us, anything that we have, we pay homage and they always get 50% of the proceeds. So it's full circle. It's it's all full circle. Great, right? So impressive. Love it so much. And Sheena, where can everybody find you specifically? You can find me on Instagram at Mrs. Pegaron. 
So Pegaron spelled P-E-G-E-R-O-N. And shout out to you, Jen, because you said my name the correct way. Because people, I've been, every time I go somewhere, they're like, Pegarin, Pegasus. Like, people don't read. Just read. <laughs> just read. Still clap your hands. Use a syllable. Phonetics so are hard sometimes. Like, the simplest words sometimes, people are like, this cannot be so simple. And they trick themselves into thinking they have to say it like mm-hmm. French. You know? Say, yes, yes. Or they say with an accent like pegaron. Like, who is that? Who, who, who is that? <laughs> Sounds kind of nice. Oh, well, I'm so happy that that happened. Um, so, Sheena, thank you so very much. You are no, fantastic. You. Um, and so excited to see what you do um, at the helm of Shady Rest Golf Club. Thank so you, thanks. guys. Um, and everybody else, uh, thanks for tuning in. We sincerely appreciate it. And um, till next time, hang loose, swing easy, and we will see you later. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. DMX is going to be the walkout song, right? I think it has to. I think it definitely has to. To you cowards, then it's gonna be quick. Alright, oh, you made up in the jail before? Suck my Whoa. dick. And all them up, catch you run with. Get done with. Dumb quick. After you gone, poke the dog with some bumps. Alright, they go to click, click. Now I'm one, one. All over some dumb. Ain't that summer? Remind me of a strip club. Every time you come around, it's like, what? I just gotta get my dicks up. And I don't know who the fuck you think you're talking to. But I'm not him. I explain to watch what you do. Or you gon' find yourself very next to someone else. And we all thought you loved yourself. But that couldn't have been the issue. Or maybe they just saying that now because they miss you. Maybe they try to diss you. That's why you laying on your back looking at the roof of the church. Preacher telling the truth and it hurts. Y'all gon' make me lose my mind. Up in here, up in here. Y'all gon' make me go all out. Up in here, up in here. Y'all gon' make me act a fool. Up in here, up in here. Y'all gon' make me lose my cool. Up in here, up in here. Off the chain, I leave off of the brain. Still want the fame, off the name. First of all, you ain't rap long enough. To-